The following message is from Westway Christian Church in Scottsbluff, Nebraska. If you'd like to know more about us, go to westwaychurch.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, Westway. Um, I'm Jaime Gonzalez. Um, I have the privilege to get to serve coffee here in the mornings to you about once or twice a month with my beautiful wife, Olivia. But I got the scripture for today for you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So my wife said when Bobby and Josh were moving the chairs up here, she said, that's a good idea. Get them to, get them to uh, join and then give them a task to do. So, yeah, um, if you have your Bible, I'd love for you to open it to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We're going to be hearing more from Jaime in a few minutes. Um, starting last week, we have this little series that we've simply called Mission. And last week, uh, Cody talked about how mission was uh, for all of us. Every single one of us who is a Christian, every single one of us who is involved and engaged in the body of Christ is called to mission. We're all called to participate in something. And that thing is Ephesians 2.10. We are created to do good. That's what God has for us as a follower of Christ. Which brings us to next week's food pack. We want to remind you of a few things as we think about what the next week is going to look like here at Westway Christian Church. The first thing is, this is our third food pack. Who has packed food with us before? Um, so let's hear how, is that fun, yes or no? Yes. Okay, good, that was good. I didn't have to ask you twice, thank you for that. Um, it's been a blast. Um, the last several years, I think we've packed about 60,000, um, 65,000 meals. Um, over the food pack. Our goal this year, we have a packing goal of 35,000 meals. Uh, we do that during our normal 10-15 time. Um, so what that means is next week, I know like there's this mass of people that all comes in right at about 10-17. Um, next week, you're going to be late, okay? Um, we, the coffee area is going to close at 10 o'clock next week. Um, we need everyone in this room at 10:15 next Sunday. We have some th- we have a video that we watch. If you remember that from before, where they kind of walk us through what this looks like. So all of your questions that you have right now, if you haven't done this before, are going to be answered in that video. Then we're going to go and we're going to take communion together. Um, we're going to pray together, and then we're going to go into the gym where it's going to be set up, and we're going to we're going to pack. Our goal is 35,000 meals uh, for next week. We also have a financial goal. Um, one of the things that, that we do in this food pack event is we ask, we ask our body, and they ask us, so we ask you, to pay for all of those meals. Um, not only for the, for the supplies themselves, but in order for them to be shipped um, overseas. Last time, the meals went to Haiti, which we were really excited about, because that kind of has a connection for us with Northwest Haiti Christian Mission. And I think the desire is to send that food again to Haiti. Right, so we want to we want to do things that are helping out mission partners that we already that we already have, and that ten thousand dollars that we want to raise next week is over and above our normal giving, and that that part's really important for us to know and for us to hear. Um, the ten thousand dollars that we want to raise next week is over and above our normal giving. This is what we would call um, we would call an offering. 
Some people talk about tithes and offerings. Um, next week is an offering. So, so in addition to being generous with our time, it's an opportunity for us to be generous with our money. Um, if you are an online giver, you'll see that there's a way, if you were to uh, go online today onto our online gift giving piece, you'll see that Food Pack is on there as something to, as something to select. Um, if you would like to give to that today, you're just going to make your check out to Westway Christian Church and write Food Pack in the, in the four at the bottom of the check. Next week, we'll have envelopes for you to be able to do that. So why do we, why do we pack food some people would ask that question. Like, I remember I got that question a lot. The very first time we did this, we got asked the question, why are we doing this? Why are we taking up our normal time on a Sunday morning to pack food? And if you haven't ever done that with us before, you probably have that same question. Why would we do that? Um, well, we do that because Ephesians 2.10 says that we were created to do good works. Um, we may not all be called to go overseas, even for a short-term mission trip, but we are all called to do good. Some, Co- something Cody said last week that I really loved. Mission doesn't care about age. Mission doesn't care about gender, personality, or ability. Mission does care about obedience and willingness and unity. And here's the thing about the food pack. The food pack is something that we can all participate in. With the exception of the kids who are going to be in the nursery next week, this is, a, this is an all-ages thing. There is something for everyone in this food pack event. And this is an opportunity for us to come together as one body. And these are opportunities that, that we don't have very much of. This is an opportunity for us to come together as one body to serve together to serve with people that you don't know, to serve with people who are different ages than you. You might even be at Bobby Crisp's table next week. An opportunity to get to know someone that you don't know here in our body. The food back also gives people the opportunity to serve who may not already be serving, which is what we're gonna be talking about a little bit later today. But ultimately, the food pack allows us to proclaim Jesus as Lord through our actions We get to bring glory to God during the food pack because every single one of us on food pack Sunday, every single one of us is called to set aside what our individualized ideas are of what church is. Does that make sense? Like that's why we do it on Sunday morning at 1015 because many of us have this assumption, this preconceived notion of what church is. I'm going to come here. I'm going to do this thing. This is what I'm going to see. This is what I'm going to feel. This is what I'm going to hear and experience on Sunday morning when I go to Westway Christian Church. And for those of you who've been around for a while, you know that's just not true. Like, that's why we do things like interviews. We're going to talk to Jaime in a minute. That's why we do the food pack, because the 1015 is an important thing. The gathering of believers to hear the word and to sing songs and to pray and to break bread together. Like that's what we read in Acts chapter two. That's what we're called to do. But this thing that we do on Sunday mornings, this 1015 is not the most important thing that we do. So we want to give opportunity to be together and to serve together. And that's one of the things that I like about um, Westway. In fact, it's one of the things I love about Westway is whenever we do something that's off the wall, um, three years in, I can say, did you guys like that? And you all say yes, right? I know like we're a little nervous going into new and different things, but I love the opportunity that we have 
to serve together and to hear from people. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Jaime Gonzalez to come back up today. Um, we're going to talk to him um, about being one of Westway's newest missions here at Westway Christian Church. And not only how he serves in our church community, but how he serves in the community at large. So will you guys welcome Cody, or Jaime, I knew who you were. Hi. Hey. (laughs) Who are you? Tell us about you. So uh, some of you know me, some of you don't. Um, I'm Jaime Gonzalez. I grew up in Bridgeport, Nebraska. Um, cool thing about me is I'm first generation in America. My, um, my parents and my family are from Chihuahua, Mexico. So um, I've had the privilege of being a citizen in America because I was born here. So that's just been a blessing in itself. Um, through that, um, um, who I am and w- what I'm doing, I was able to go up to be an athlete growing up. I was able to go up to Shadron State, attempt to compete in sports. Um, you know, I got to be a part of the team. Never stepped foot on a track, um, but um, it's cool because God ends up working in that through that. But yeah, and then somehow me and my wife, through all that craziness that happened, um, coming to our faith, somehow we ended up in Scottsbluff and Gehring, Nebraska, and and we're here and we're we're doing awesome stuff. How did you become a Christian? How did you come to faith? Um, so, cool thing, um, growing up, you know, my family, we, you know, we went to Catholic services and stuff like that, but it, it wasn't until I was about 14 where I was able to have an encounterment with Christ. Um, now, whatever way that looked like, it, it, it might have not been represented the right way, it might have not been, but I encountered Jesus in some way. Um, but the thing that I really struggled with was um, sin in my life. There's a lot of things that I... I struggled with, and I tried to be a Christian. I tried to be that person who um, displayed good works because I was hoping I was going to be blessed. I had this whole prosperity gospel in mind in my life um, at the time. I get to college, and my life is completely destroyed at that point because my identity is in sports, my identity is in girls, my identity is literally in everything of the world, but yet I'm trying to proclaim Jesus Christ and but I'm sinning and I feel like a hypocrite on the inside I'm torn inside because I'm insecure I'm just relying on everything of acceptance of the world so I'm, I'm getting to this point of hitting my rock bottom in 2017 and that summer completely did fell away became you know pretty much got into almost got into drugs became an sort of an alcoholic um, started partying, got with the crowd that I completely pushed away and told them they were sinners because I was trying to be that Christian in high school. And I was, it got to the point where I hit that rock, bo- that rock bottom and it couldn't have been more of a perfect opportunity because then what happened was God ended up sending, calling John and Stacy Gerard. And if you don't know who they are, they're the FCA Panhandle reps that have been for the last five, six years. And they were here in Scottsbluff for a year, but God called them up to Shadron State. They listened, and they went. Well, that same summer was when I hit my rock bottom when they moved up there. And the cool thing what happened was somebody told me that was a part of FCA, and her name's Nikki Bonzoff, and she's like, Jaime, you're going to come to to FCA? And I'm like, yeah, I'm the people-pleasing person that I was. I was like, yeah, you'll, you'll see me there. And I'm sitting there living in a party house, 
going to be the prodigal son that was going to go wild and out, party, do everything. I was completely falling away from trying to be a Christian because I was sick of trying to be perfect. I was done. And I come to that Monday night FCA, and John and Stacey Gerard announced themselves as the new reps in the area, that, they're, that God called them there to pour into us as college students. And no, didn't think anything of it, ended up kind of following, kind of staying back, talked to John Gerard, and he said he'd follow up with me to get lunch. And that later that week, and I said, oh, yeah, cool, okay. So I gave him my number, there's the night. He follows up with me, and I'm like, yeah, free lunch. So um, I, go, I go with him, um, pick him up, um, and we're sitting there at lunch, and this is where... <laughs> so, man, a lot harder to talk about it. Talked about it many times. So I'm sitting there with this guy that loves Jesus, not really knowing that, but he's just displaying who Christ is. And I'm sitting there, and before I know it, I just start telling him everything. Things that I put in the closet, things that I didn't want anybody to know about because I was supposed to be trying to be a perfect Christian because nobody was going to be saved if people knew about my sin. And I'm telling him there, and God, Jesus just meets me where I am in that very, very moment and completely healed me is like turning. It's like if we were to turn off the lights in this room and all of a sudden you turn them on, I was in a dark place and there was so much weight on me and that very moment just changed everything for me. And after that, I'm thankful because he just sat there and loved on me. He showed me something that I've been so longing and that's grace, unmerited, unkindness, unfavorative kindness, kindness of God. Like I've never experienced it before. And so as I'm sitting there with, with John, he just loves on me. He tells me, you know what, man? Like Jesus loves you. Start coming around. He showed me what community looked like. He showed me what getting around the right people looked like. He walked with me. Discipleship. We talk about what discipleship is. It's not that... It's one of us is, um, if I were to be in discipleship with John, it's not that I'm going to sit there and tell John how to follow Jesus. We're working together to know and learn and grow in Jesus. And I got to do that with John. I got to do that with FCA up at Shadron. And through all that, I got to go through so much healing in my life. And I'm still going through it. We all should still be going through it because we should all be still progressing in our faith every single day. And so... That's kind of the, the cool story. And through that, I got to meet my wife. I got to be a part of FCA. I got to love on a lot of people. And I got to never, never have I saw a person proclaim, you know, I never led somebody in prayer to be saved. But I know for a fact of being a servant of showing who Jesus is, I don't care. It's just all about planting seeds. And it's all about showing and, and showing others who Jesus is by who you are. And so, yeah, that's my, my journey. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So what, um, so you talked, your connection with Westway is you and Olivia have been here for, um, for a few years, for a year as a couple, and you guys both serve in the coffee area on Sunday mornings. Um, how, how are you participating in what God has called you to do? Not just here in the church, which is, which is serving in the coffee area. So thank you for that. Um, but how are you serving God outside of this place? Like what, 
What does that look like for you? One of the coolest things that Westway offers is small groups. I think that's the, the best thing. That's where church happens. It's the fact that we, have, Westway has had the ability to set up and, and, and have leaders and people who, not that they're perfect, are leading these little huddles, like FCA term. They're like huddles. They're, they're, they're small groups so that we have the opportunity to go during the week to sharpen our swords. And we have the privilege to be a part of your small group who I guess I, we just found out that our small group is getting a little bit too big and we have to, it feels like we're going through a divorce. But I know, but it's awesome because that means we're growing. People are wanting to grow during the week and we're getting the opportunity to be in fellowship and really be the church during the week. So yeah, we, me and my wife, we're, we're, we've had the opportunity to be a part of small group on Thursday nights. And I know there's many other more uh, small groups that happen during the week, which is super awesome. Sure. And outside of Westway, um, Jaime, I said, we just picked you up as a mission at Westway Christian Church. Um, what, what does it mean? So um, you're, what, I, what you told me that I'm walking in a calling through FCA to being the new Valley Panhandle representative. So for those of us that don't know, what, what is FCA and how, um, how, did you, how did you get involved? So obviously John Gerard, but what is FCA for those of us who may okay, not know? So- If you don't know what FCA is, first of all, FCA stands for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Our vision is to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. Our mission is to lead every coach, athlete into a growing relationship with Christ, with Jesus Christ, and then there's more, and his church. And so through that, we are focused on discipleship and growing in a relationship with Jesus. So what am I or anyone that is involved in FCA doing? It is engaging, equipping, and empowering others. This is another method that we, we use to build discipleship so that we can go make other disciples. Where does this take us back to? If you, if, if you guys want, you can turn with me to Matthew 28, 18, 20. And I'm sure some of you already know what that is. But if you turn there with me, and I'll read it real quick. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, discipling them or uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure this, I am with you always and even to the end of the age. That calling from Matthew 20, 28, 18 through 20 has called all of us to go out and make disciples in whatever shape, form it looks like. To be part of FCA, there is so many different levels from being a volunteer, donor, prayer warrior, planner, coach, many more other ways, even having a calling on staff, which I've had the privilege of doing that. And so what FCA is, it's being a supplement of his church, what our mission is. We're here to represent Jesus Christ. That's it. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna get into theological debate with you because at the end of the day, it's about Jesus He finished it on the cross, he said. It's done. Whatever happened before us, whatever's happening now, whatever is going to happen ahead and behind us, all that is done. 
We're still gonna sin, we're still broken, but we need Jesus. And that's what we're focusing on is the heart of who Jesus is through our ministry, through coaches and athletes. Does that answer your question? Yes. (laughs) Why does FCA matter? We are in pursuit for everyone. We, We are a focused group, but we're in pursuit of everyone. Coaches, athletes, donors, volunteers, etc. Through athletics. We're using a platform that a lot of you guys know is a big platform in our life today. That's sports. I mean, look at the Olympics. Even though that we can't go be there, man, it's all over the news. It's everywhere. So it's, it's such a big platform. So we are using... We, we are using this platform for athletics to encounter Jesus Christ and build a relationship with him. We're helping those who are involved in athletics to be able to build a relationship with Jesus. And so the first step to doing this, we focus on what the gospel was and sharing the good news. So if you guys, some of you guys know, I wear this bracelet and I get asked questions a lot because all it does is has, it has a heart. Uh, you can kind of see it. You can see the four dots at least. So it has a heart, a division sign, a cross, and a question. This is the gospel itself. This is the, the true grit and grind of why we live our life. It's that we know the heart is that we know that we have a God that loved us so much that he created us. He wants relationship with us. The division sign is the fact that we mucked it up and we, we messed it up and sin has divided us from God. But during that process, God is continually trying to restore relationship through us, through the Old Testament. That's, you can see that all the way through, but we, we keep messing it up. We keep messing it up. Sin is the reason why we keep having division with God. We can't be in relationship with him. But then he sends Jesus. That's the cross symbol that I have. And Jesus came and he died for us. He sent him. John 3:16, he so loved the world that he sent his son to die for us so that we can have eternal life through him. Like that right there is so important. And the question mark, the last circle that I have, what do we respond to that? How do we respond to that? God's given us the ability to have the ability to believe in faith, meaning we get to choose if we want to live of the world or if we want to live for Jesus and not a part of the world. We get to live on it, but we have a hope that there's something better than this. So you get to respond to that. And so that's the gospel in itself that we that we focus on when it comes to why FCA matters. What do you do with FCA? So I'm going to be helping our coaches and athletes in the panhandle to grow. I know you've heard this. I've probably said this three times, but I'm helping kids in this panhandle in the valley, okay, to grow, to growing relationship with Jesus and his church. I am engaging, equipping, and empowering our coaches. One of, one of our key focuses Okay, is to and through the coach. You can't get a heart of an athlete unless it's through the coach. You go tell me where you've been in a program where the athletes don't display who the coach is. Our coaches are so important in our sports. Yeah, I can do all these events and we can throw camps and do all this stuff, but if our coaches are on board, our kids are on board. Our, our coaches are so important and that's the sole focus of what we're doing. Billy Graham says it best. Some of you might have heard this quote. 
A coach will impact more people in one year than the average person does in an entire lifetime. That's how many kids, that those, your kids, anybody you see out there that's doing sports, that's how impactful our coaches are. What's your vision for FCA? So my vision for FCA is FCA for the next one to two years, I'm going to be pursuing relationships with our coaches and our athletes in the panhandle and engaging, equipping them and empowering them and growing relationship with Jesus and his church so that they can go out and make their own disciples. I am praying that we have a huddle in every school in this panhandle and by huddle, small groups. Okay. All right. In every school so that in the valley to spread the gospel. In the next five years, I'm praying and hoping, it's not in my hands, but I, I'm going to cast vision and I'm going to pray. But God, at the end of the day, God's in charge of this. Thanks for keeping me accountable, John. And in the next five years, I'm praying and hoping we can build a strong foundation through our staff, our volunteers, our coaches, to come all together and host camps and more events to reach those who don't have the opportunity to hear the gospel. Through this whole vision, I will be continuing to pursue to build a relationship with my home team as well. And by home team, I'm meaning people who are partnering with me financially, donors. Um, at the end of the day, I can't do this alone. Jesus could have done it by himself, but he didn't. He modeled, he modeled for us what ministry look like, looks like, and there's a whole lot of ways to serve and accomplish his mission. There's so many people out there that still need to hear the gospel, but we have to start somewhere, and FCA focuses on the coach. That's where we can get things going. If we want to reach our kids out in Overland, if we want to reach our kids in, the, in, in not, the, not so good neighborhoods in this town who don't get the opportunity to get involved with FCA or don't have the resources to, I think camps are a great way for them to get to be exposed to that. And then we get to follow up with them after. But we have to have a strong foundation in the people who are involved. It's like a tree. It's, we can focus on the ornament, but what holds up the ornament? Those are camps. They're ornaments. I just learned this like a couple weeks ago because I was all, oh, I want to do camps and I'm going to do this. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run dry and I'm going to get burned out if I try to do it on my own. The whole point is to build a strong foundation, which is the tree, so that when we host a camp, then it's effective and it's consistent and it's something that we can do for a long time, as long as God blesses it. So one of the things that I've appreciated about the conversations we've had about FCA is FCA, and this is important for us to know as a church, FCA is not trying to build something that's separate than the church. FCA is interested in making disciples of people who are going to get involved and get connected in the local church. This is not a separate thing. And that's honestly, that's, that's one of the reasons why, why Westway is supporting you. Because I can tell you if, you, if you, if you went to our mission team or you came to me and said, hey, I want to do this thing and, and, and we want to be separate from what the body of Christ is doing, we, we would have told you no. Because we want, we want to work together. We want you to be a part of what's happening um, within the local church. And, and when that happens, um, there are going to be people coming here into our church body that maybe wouldn't have otherwise. So real quick, who in here is a teacher or a coach? 
in here? Raise your hand. Okay, if you look around, there's not very many. Guys, our teachers and our coaches put so much time into what they do. I was a teacher last year. And I didn't realize how tired I was because I was pouring out so much. They need somebody and they need a home and people around them. It's hard enough to be a coach, a teacher. They're teachers and coaches. They're, they're not with their family 12, 13 hours. I mean, they're never there. They go home, eat, sleep, say goodnight, then they do it all over again. And then that's during the off season, let alone during the season. They, they need support. They need somebody there growing with them, showing them that your faith and coaching can go together and that you can be such an effective person in your life to help grow up our next generation, especially in athletes. So we're going to skip ahead a little bit. What, um, how can we support you? What, what do you need from us as, as a church? So the most important thing, so the most, most important thing I need is prayer. I need, I need your prayers. Like, I'm not asking you right now to partner with me financially. I need my church body, Westway, and any other church that believes in the mission of what FC is doing to pray with me because there's a mission out there to go through. There is a mission. So I, I, I want solely support from my church family. The other kinds of support that I would be blessed to see you be a part of in my journey with FCA is either partnering with me financially or being a volunteer in some way. Now, what I'm asking you to do when it comes to partnering with me financially is in addition to what you are committed with Westway already or any other organization. I'm not here to take and do this whole, like, oh, no, come follow me. No, no, it's an addition. If you're not giving, even better. It's an opportunity for you to be a part of something for God to work through your finances. But I am asking you, Westway is, is, is partnering with me, but I'm not here to take away, Westway, what you guys are doing here. I'm here to offer an opportunity for you to, be, to, get, to experience something else that God is doing that's a supplement to the church. I want to see more coaches in here, more, more families. I want to see more athletes or any other church. I mean, I've talked to this with John already. My, my heart is that I can offer families and coaches and athletes a, a list of churches that I can confidently trust knowing that they will take them in as a as family and help them grow. And they have an opportunity to try out the church which fits them best. And I want that. I want that opportunity. And especially here at Westway, you guys do such an amazing job to make you feel like home. I love it here. Me and my wife say every single day, it's a refresh of breath air walking in here because everybody has so much joy to want to come to church. So it's just so amazing. And so we are all on the same mission, and I'm just more focused in shining his light to the sport world. So at the end of the at, at the end of the service, I will be I'm I'm gonna be at at the guest at the foyer area. I'll have a list. Um, because I'm not asking right now financially. I want to build a relationship with you. Because when you come on my home team, you are investing in what God's doing through the ministry through me and my wife. Even though she's not in the ministry, she is. And what we're doing. So I, I'll have a list. If you're interested, I would like your name, your number, and we'll follow up. If you felt led right now and you want to give, I have a process. There's, a, there's an online section. You can do monthly, quarterly, yearly, whatever that looks like. But don't give 
out of, oh man, I, I'm just, I want you to pray about it. I really do. If you're just interested, put your name down, your phone number, and I want you to pray about it. Because God's called me into this for the long run, and I want you to be in it in the long run. So yeah. How can we pray for you? Uh, our coaches and athletes in our Panhandle Valley to have the opportunity to get to know Jesus. That's, that's the most important prayer. And then to pray for me and Liv, our staff here in the Panhandle. We've, be, we've been able to multiply because of what John and Stacy are doing up there in Chadron. And I can't wait to give you guys one of the, I'm, I'm excited soon. I'm, my, my goal is to make a video of what's going up up there in Chadron right now. FCA is doing an amazing job and so many lives are changing. And I'm so excited to ask that question to John and Jared, but pray for our staff. I've been able to come on because we have the ability and the funds to do it in a sense of, man, not one person can do it by themselves. So be praying for that and to be a beacon of light in our community, in our valley, and panhandle, and to show who Jesus is and allow him to, and I, I don't want, I just want people to know Jesus and I'm, I want to step out of the way. Don't allow us to get in the way of what Jesus is doing in FCA. Let's pray for Jaime now. Um, God, we lift up Jaime to you. Um, we lift up his wife and their staff, that they'd be a beacon of light in our community, that they would show, reveal who you are to people who don't know you. And we also pray for our coaches and our athletes in, in our Panhill and our, in our Valley that they would have the opportunity to get to know Jesus so that they can follow Jesus' instruction and make disciples, baptizing and teaching people to obey all the things that those disciples heard. Um, and it's in your sons we pray. Amen. Amen. Did you give Jaime a hand? <clears throat> So we're just going to talk about a couple things. Um, the, Jaime mentioned the church in Shadron, and uh, Jared Pilkington is the is the pastor at the at the church at the Christian church in Shadron, and they have seen an incredible amount of of people coming into that body and becoming followers of Christ because of what FCA is doing. Um, at last count, I think they have they had sixteen baptisms this year. That was the last number that I heard. And that's just through FCA. If you know much about the Shadron Church, it's been a small church for years. It's been a church that's struggled. And what, what FCA has done, what God has done using FCA is really flipped the trajectory of a church. And that's one of the reasons why I'm excited to partner with FCA because I think we have so many opportunities to make inroads into our community to talk to people about Jesus not just in uh, the elementary school and middle school and high school, but in our uh, local community college. There's a tremendous opportunity. The field is white for harvest, right? And what Jesus said in the, in the reality of that moment was, we need workers. Because this is the thing, if, like, if we had 16 people all of a sudden just come here and get baptized, that would be awesome. Right? We know that would 100% be cool. And we would need to figure out ways to get people plugged in and connected and serving. Right? We would need to be thinking about how we were going to make disciples of them. We want to be ready for that harvest. And a big part of that is you. 
a huge part of that is you. We were create, created in Christ to do good works to serve. Right now, we have, um, here at Westway Christian Church, we have about 120 people that serve in any capacity at Westway Christian Church. That's from our Next Steps team to van driving to serving in the garden to children and student ministries to tech team to creative arts to grandparenting ministry. Like across the board, we have 120 people serving within our body. And that sounds like a really great number. And it is a really great number until we start digging in. And what we see is uh, since February, we've had about 360 people kind of like on our regular rotation of people that, that come to Westway Christian Church. So what that means is a third of the people in our church body are serving. And what that means is two-thirds of the people in our church body are not serving. And many of those people in that third are serving in multiple areas. So here's the reality. It's not 30% that are serving. It's probably more like 20. And for, for us as a church body for where we're at right now with the amount of people that we've, that we've had come and get connected and, and begin to serve like Bobby and Josh it's, and Lindsay, like it's awesome that they're getting connected and they're serving. But we have more people who want to get involved and who want to get connected to what our church is doing. So we just wanna invite you. We don't get heavy handed in our requests for you to serve, but we are letting you know what our need is. We do want to be honest with you and tell you that we, we are in need of people to serve right now. You are needed. Your good works are needed. This is what you were created for. That's what the Bible tells us. This is what you were created for. This is why we're here. The Bible tells us that God has assembled his body in the way that he sees fit. And each and every single one of us are called to be involved and engaged in the mission of the church. Every single Sunday morning, our children's ministry is bursting at the seams. We have more kids than we have adult leaders for. And that's causing us to have some uncomfortable conversations. What, what are we going to do one Sunday if we don't have people to serve in children's ministry and we're just not going to do children's ministry? Parents, I ask you, how many of you are going to come to church if that's your reality? If we don't have a way to serve we don't have a way to make disciples of your children. Church body, for those of you, I know many of you have served for years and I'm thankful for that. I know that many of you served years ago and maybe your mentality right now is I did my time, I put in my time, I don't want to do that anymore. I love you and that's not what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't provide us an out from serving the Bible calls us to serve. So I'm just, I'm putting out the column, setting this in front of you. And one of the things that, that Jaime and I talked earlier this week about is, is sometimes we, we feel like we have to have some new shiny thing to get involved in, right? Like we talk about the food pack and everybody gets really excited about the food pack and people want to serve on food pack Sunday and they want to come on food pack Sunday and they want to pack 35,000 meals and they want to give and be generous for $10,000. But here's the reality. We have 51 other weeks of the year. We have other things that we're doing as a church that, that just maybe aren't as sexy as the food pack, Right? They're not as attractive as the food pack. 
But this is what we're called to do. I saw this, I saw this on, um, on social media last week. There's this guy named Trip Lee, and I'm not going to say this nearly as cool as Trip Lee um, says it. Missions, the church, your growth in Christ, all of it exists to bring glory to God. If you're not passionate about God showing himself to be the glorious God that he is, then I'm not sure what will fuel you on the mission field. I'm not sure what will fuel you supporting others on the mission field. See, if we're not excited about God, what's our fuel? What's our energy? Our energy becomes we're going to have the food pack, and then that's going to last for a little while. And then maybe we're going to have ice cream sundae, and that's going to last for a little while. But ultimately, it doesn't last for long. And this is what I told my students all the time when I was in student ministry. We can go to camp. We can go to CIY. We can do all these things, and all they are is highs on a roller coaster where eventually there's going to be another low. Unless... We care more about the glory of God than any other thing that we're a part of. If we're not passionate about the glory of God and God being wise knows the best way to show off his glory and he says he's gonna do that, he's gonna show off his glory through us as a church. The question that Tripoli asks is, do we think we know better than God? Do we think we know better than God? Because he tells us we are going to be his revelation to the world. This is what we're called to, is to act. We're called to be involved. We're called to be engaged for God's glory because any other thing is gonna leave us empty and it's gonna leave us wanting. So I'm just inviting you Our job is not to make serving sound awesome. Serving is awesome. You'll be blessed for it. In untold ways, God will reveal himself to you. But it's not our job to make serving sound awesome. It's our job to invite you and to set serving in front of you and simply ask you to participate in the things that God is doing here at Westway Christian Church. And it's true, we are called to spur one another on to love and to good deeds. We're 100% called to do that. But here's the reality. At some point, it's time for the love and the good deeds to happen, right? Like one of the phrases that I've heard before is it takes a few eggs to get an omelet or you have to break a few eggs to get an omelet, right? Well, sometimes we wanna know where's the omelet? See, we can talk about spurring one another on to love and good deeds, but if we're not doing the love and good deeds, it's just an empty phrase. It means nothing. It's empty. And the question for us is, how are we gonna join God in his mission and what he's doing? How? Not when, not if, but how? Because we're in a spot where we need you. We just, we just need you. And I, I, I can't wrap my mind around, like I'm so, I'm so happy that like Bobby Crisp is here and the McKays are here and there are so many other new people that are here that are, that are jumping in and serving. And the funny thing that I can't wrap my mind is, is why are the new people serving? What's happening within our body? I'm trying to encourage you so much right now to join in what God is doing. It doesn't sound like that. I know it doesn't sound like that. 
I'm trying to encourage you to join in what God is doing. Because he's, you know, he's gonna do it with us or without us. I don't know if you've like read through the Old Testament that God's, God's ways always are fulfilled. It's a matter of who are they fulfilled by? Who's joining in? Who's partnering in with what God is calling us to? Glenn Packiam recently said, he's talking about his church in Colorado Springs. It's called New Life Church. He said, the reason we have ministries at New Life Church is not to keep you busy. I love that. The reason we do ministries at Westway Christian Church is not to keep you busy. It's to help you belong. This is his quote. The early Christians didn't reach their neighbors because they had amazing worship songs or incredible preachers. They had a radical and rich community that others wanted to belong to. That's why. That's what belonging is. That's what membership is. That's what being a part of what God is calling us to is. It's belonging to something that is not ourselves. And I wanna encourage you challenge you, plead with you because of God's glory to serve, to step up and to lead in our community because there are so many things that are happening right now and there are so many ways to serve. Apparently there's 82 million green beans in our garden. (laughs) Maybe double that. Tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., I know that doesn't work for everyone. And see, this is the thing about serving, is not everything works for everyone, right? But, but everything works for someone. Something works for everyone in that mix. Tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., they're going to have a canning party, the mother of all canning parties here, to pick beans. Come and participate in that. You might end up working with someone that you don't know and have a conversation with them And you'll be richly blessed for that. And then we won't have 82 million beans in the garden until next week. I'm encouraging you. I'm inviting you to participate in what God's doing. All I have for you in terms of motivation is God's glory. At the end of the day, that's what this is all about. And we don't know better than God. God knows what it takes to honor and glorify him. And that's to be his people, to serve and love. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna ask you to stand up with me. And I'm gonna read a few verses and um, I would love for you to close your eyes. Don't worry, no one's gonna come up and punch you in the back of the head while your eyes are closed. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to be a little, I want you to hold your hands out for a second, okay? I'm just gonna read some verses. And while I'm reading these verses with your eyes closed and your hands out open, receiving from God, I just want you to consider what God might be saying to you through these verses. That's all we're gonna do. So you can close your eyes, keep your hands out. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. 2 John 1, 5, and 6 says, I'm writing to remind you, dear friends, that we should love one another. 
This is not a new commandment, but one we've had from the beginning. Love means doing what God has commanded us, and he has commanded us to love one another, just as you've heard from the beginning. Romans 12, 6 to 8. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. And here's Romans, or 1 Corinthians 12, 27. All of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part of it. Let's pray. Father, we just ask that you would give us the strength and the courage to work for your glory. That we would be satisfied in our work that you are glorified that we would not live, live for an affirmation. We would not work to be seen by others. And if that's what we're waiting for, for the right slot to open up so we can be seen, God, would you break us of that? God, I pray that, that those gathered today would hear, would hear your heart, your heart of invitation because you are a pursuing God. And as we read last week and we heard today in Matthew 28, Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth. And what that means is he could have done that all by himself. He doesn't need a single one of us for anything. And yet what he does is invite us to join him. Help us to see that as a mercy. Help us to see that as a grace. Help us to see that as a kindness of you, that we get to participate in what you are doing. What an incredible honor. It's in your son's name we pray, amen.